Well, uh, <laughs> uh, banter, banter, banter. We're not going to banter for very long. Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Harland. We're the Doddlers. The Doddlers. The, we're the Doddlers. This is the Doddlers Philosophy Podcast Shorts. here again with the shorts and not the pants or the kilts to talk about something quote-unquote briefly for us <laughs> not the briefs <laughs> oh we could have done briefs instead of shorts yeah Fuck. this could be the yeah the briefs fucking a it's not too late to change it oh, we'll just fine. for a while do shorts slash briefs and then just cut you know just drop shorts after like two you're gonna drop your shorts Uh, Speaking of dropping shorts, this little short will be about reproducing, having kids. Uh, Shall I ask you what your take is, or shall I be like, I'm glad I asked myself? Um, (laughs) Whatever your preference is. All right. Just to be a jerk, I'm going to say, I prefer you begin. Talk about reproducing. Ireland, having kids. It seems a little overrated. It seems a little... Like, I don't know. I'm not too exercised about the topic in the first place, but if I try to manufacture a take of some sort, what typically comes to mind for me about the topic of... I think... Are we talking human reproduction? The way you said kids and stuff. Yeah. You didn't have in mind just biological or even Xerox. It's not. This isn't just about reproducing, period. It's about human beings having more human beings. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think about that, the first thing that comes to mind is how that activity, the making of another human being, seems to me like the most efficacious behavior that people ever that most people accomplish in their life that what impacts world history the universe the most that someone ever does and i think it's probably bringing a human into it i don't have any of the numbers in front of me but a human being through their life eats x amount of food and creates y amount of carbon and you know all of the things that they ever are going to do. And then, of course, you might be starting a whole train of them having their own kid. And, yeah, so that it's very consequential. And because of that, it seems odd to me as an alien, as a, (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me, but I just think, why... Do we not regulate this in any way? We regulate so many human behaviors that have social impact. If you want to drive your car, well, you're going to have to establish this and that. And then while you're doing it, you're going to have to behave this and that way. 
But with this one, with the reproducing, the having kids thing, anyone can do it as often as they are able. And then once they've had one, there are very few limitations on what they're allowed to do with it. We have a couple of prohibitions about thou shalt not do this and that. But there's, it seems to me, a pretty high amount of liberty there. What you can, how you bring it up and what you do with it and whatever. And I kind of questioned that wisdom of this. Yeah. And I, yeah, off, I mean, uh, yeah. Go ahead. You often what? Sorry. Oh, I get a little Mike Judge about it, and I keep thinking of idiocracy, and it just seems to be <laughs> yeah. a tendency that those quote unquote best equipped, the ones who do it with the most intention, who are choosing it and they want this thing and they have a plan and they know what they're doing, seem to tend to have fewer children than people who are perhaps less well-equipped and that that might tend to make the world a worse place. Yeah, I mean, plus we're tending to live longer, so that adds adds to the consumption bit you were talking about in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you're just going to do that for longer. Um, I do. You did talk about regulation, and I was thinking about the one-child policy in China. Uh, that's not regulating who has kids or how many children each generation can come in per se. It just says you can only have one or whatever. So there's some degree of, I guess, encouragement and regulation that happens. Yeah, in some uh, societies, in some places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, throughout most of the world, I don't think there's really anything like that and it's part of it is that now we have these effective birth control methods as they say we can separate the physical and emotional act of lovemaking from the having of children so that if we made the right set of choices in almost every case it could be like it's technologically possible that almost every child on Earth 2019 is there on purpose. Yeah. It could be. And that in and of itself is a, is kind of part of this question today. If You know, well, why would you anyway? You know, like, I was watching a, a Netflix movie uh, that's recently out called Private Life with Paul Giamatti. And I can never remember the the woman's name. She's been a kind of a character actor through a lot of stuff. Anyway. They, I know nothing this, of this. this. It's okay. They're this couple. And they are trying to have a kid. And, you know, they're successful people, relatively successful, living in New York City, doing what they want. She's a writer and he's like a theater dude or something. But they're... It, the movie outlines their struggle, which I'm guessing is a lot of people's struggle because it seems so you know, quote-unquote realistic or whatever. The realism was on high in this movie. Where, you know, they're just trying to, like, do all these various ways to have a kid. And they're trying to 
uh, you know, do artificial insemination and they're trying to harvest eggs and they're trying to get a adoption going and they're trying to, you know, get someone else to carry the baby. It's just like, and every which way they try, they fail. <laughs> and yet they're trying so hard, like they're addicted to it. And I was thinking like, wow, being somebody who has children, to have gone, if you do, if, I'm sure there are people out there who've had this experience where they've gone through this incredible struggle to have a kid and they're doing it because there's some problem one way or the other um, of them get having one quote unquote naturally that by the time you do get pregnant, then who knows for the woman what that experience will be like being pregnant. It can be kind of hit or miss like for my wife and I, for her first or for the first, our son, uh, it was, not a problem, you know, but for our daughter, it was like, she, her pregnancy sucked, you know? And so it's like, you can, then you go through all of that. And then you have to go through like labor and delivery, which is intense, you know, and people back in the day used to, this is why, you know, people used to have as many children, I think to an extent with whoever they end up having children with, because, you know, people died during childbirth or their children died, you know, or whatever, you know? And uh, it's it's so crazy watching you know labor and delivery happen, however it happens, and so then you have the kid, and, and you have to like raise this kid, and there's all that scary craziness there. It's almost like why would you do this, you know? Like because that's the thing. Like you start out trying to get artificially inseminated, or then you actually get pregnant, have that pregnancy. If that's not good, then that's going to be like horrible are really difficult and then you're gonna have to go through the birthing process however that happens which will be difficult and then you're gonna have the kid and you're raising them and it, you know the bumper sticker is all joy and no fun so that's gonna be difficult like and then apparently once your kid moves out of the house you still panic parent you know so you've got to like deal with them with their bills and whatever fuck-ups they have as uh, young adults or whatever. And then they eventually have kids of their own and you're a grandparent and you have to take care of their kids while they, you know, like while both parents go off and work or whatever. Like it could be like a whole life of this stuff. And I just think there's one way to look at it where it's like, why have kids, you know? Um, and yet we do, we do, we have the kids and we're like driven to do this. And uh, I find it interesting. Do you think it's just some sort of biological drive that's soft-wired, wet-wired, deep into the brain somewhere? There are, and I don't know if I'm being a little too bold with my statements here, but I think there are two biological drives. Ooh. One is survive, survival, and that usually comes in various ways, but it, you know as a big umbrella term, survive. And the other one is reproduce. Mm -hmm. That's, those are the two. I think those are two nice first principles of trying to understand biological systems, like for sure, you know? And so if that's one of the big ones, then yeah, that's going to be hard to overcome. I think we can overcome it. Um, and I think we do in some pockets, right? Um, yeah, hell, it seems like, Young people apparently are even trying to overcome having sex or whatever. I don't know if that's just a short-term trend or whatever, but, um, 
you know, so there's, yeah, there's a lot of that interesting stuff that we cognitive or intensely cognitive beings do kind of against the tide of our biological strivings or whatever. Still, though, there's plenty of people who are having kids. So uh, what about how that, so you're saying it's one of the two drives, how that interacts with contraception. Is the drive better described as have sex or have a child? Which thing are we driven towards? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'd say it's have sex on like the individual basis, right? But there's only so many organisms that actually have sex. So then the rest are just reproducing by division, you know? And that's probably the vast majority of organisms on the planet. Well, yeah, but we're talking if about we're humans, talking remember? About, right, right. But I just, you know, if it's, we're talking about biological drives, I got, I got caught up. I'm sorry. <laughs> so what was your question? <laughs> well, you were saying that human beings, I think, yeah. have two biological drives. Well, not drives. just human beings. I'm saying all organisms have, you know. So I guess that's where I got caught up. Because you were talking, you were talking about what we established at the beginning, and then I was like uh, having a little uh, mission creep, right? Going back to the big picture, but I was saying just in general, humans share that with all other organisms. Okay, but we so in the, particular that do things a little differently. Being that we have drive to survive and reproduce. So my question was, in our case, does reproduce? mean or is it better characterized as have sex or have a child because reproduce can kind of ambiguously mean either of those in various contexts in the context of the biological drive that humans have which would you say it is are we really driven to have a child or are we just driven to have sex i think we're more driven to have a child and that the sub goal is sex and the only reason why I would think that is because you're always seeing babies if you're growing up in a human community for the most part, you know? And so it's not like that's like a big mystery. And just like having sex is, you know, seems like a, you know, a drive or whatever, there are all these other developmental factors that are causing uh, supposedly causing an individual to want to have sex, so the hormonal changes that are going on. But those are all in tandem with reproductive ones. And so the tight coupling between those, at least, say, in sexually reproducing species, of which humans are one, that, to me, seems like it's sort of... It's just one of the ways to get you to produce, you know, another offspring... But that we have in our cultures all of this stuff that kind of marries the two together, right? We don't separate the two. And so in many ways, how we then communicate to each other about them is sort of more or less one serves the other. So I would say the drive is is having kids from that question, but hmm. I don't know, maybe not. I haven't thought about it before this moment, and so anything that comes out might be total bullshit. Mm-hmm. Not that the things I do think about mean it's not bullshit. Uh, <laughs> it's bullshit. 
If there are quote-unquote drives in the human animal, it seems as though they must have been somehow installed there by the process of evolution. Sure. Isn't being aware that sex leads to babies pretty new, such that it wouldn't even be old enough to have developed evolutionarily? I'm wondering, isn't it better to say that evolution wired us up to want to fuck, and then, because we've always, that's, you know, that's what the, they make the orgasm pleasurable in the nervous system, and and that's what we're seeking. And for most of the history of our lineage, it was just like, oh, look, now there's a baby. Where'd that come from? And they weren't related. You know, they weren't cognitively related. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard because especially when you're talking, if you're talking about like social like mammals, it seems to me like there's definitely, that's a harder one to, to take apart. Um, then again, um, I don't know what it's like to be a bat, but uh, I would say that it seems to me like it's all probably like part of the package. And... I think just as much the intimacy and sociality involved in sex for humans is as much a part of that as well. So it's not just simply having sex. I think we are looking for love, you know, and just, you know, I mean, we're not all going to be growing up in the Hamptons with great parents and all that kind of stuff or whatever, but, you know, Still, I think people are looking for some type of connection. And that, to me, roped up with all of the ideas of what family are and, and you know, what it means and to individuals. And, I don't know, to, to me, it just seems like it's all just one big package. Even if you were to, like, remove yourself from the human element and just talk about alligators or something like that, I would wonder about the developmental stages and just sort of what it means to reach maturity, have, you know, uh, sex between two alligators. And then for that, at least for the female alligator who carries the eggs that are inseminated by the male, then you continue to probably have these hormonal changes. So the whole thing is just one big block of hormonal changes. And I would say, you know, in general, I don't know. You also said, I don't know. Um, you also said something about evolution, you know, trying to get sex under the nose of an individual organism or whatever so that it will reproduce. And I would say for sure. But what, you know, survival and reproduction, I mean, that's, you know, in many ways as big a part of evolution as, as anything. You know, I don't know in biological systems how much evolution you get without those two things. And so then they are, you know, whatever responsible for us wanting to have sex or something like that, um, or some tight coupling between those two. I don't know. It just seems like those are so connected with maturity and everything. I don't know. I must be just going on and on. I'm, I guess, you know what? I'm confused about how, what your confusion is, I suppose. That's what it is. Editing. 
I'm not conf I don't feel confused. I'm just trying to suggest that if we use this concept of a biological drive, that it seems to me more likely that that drive would be a drive to have sex, not a drive to have babies. I doubt that most sexually reproducing species are even aware that sex leads to babies, or where babies come from, or actively, in any sense, desire to have babies. Right? Hmm. They just... So, uh, uh, well, uh, yeah. I guess, I, what are you thinking, then, a drive means? Like, does a drive... I mean, a drive can just be, in my thinking, just the timing of development. It doesn't have to be anything that's in your head that you're like... I really want it, you know, or whatever. I have a, you know, like an urge or something. It's, I think that given that reproduction occurred before sex, so you have asexually reproducing organisms uh, that make clones or copies of themselves, then we can be pretty, if that was a drive then, it should still be very much a drive now. I guess that's what I was thinking. And that sex would just be this other thing associated with it very tightly of course that's an interesting conceptual game to play so yeah for me i was thinking when i talk about drive more like the word you used being urge um and i think it's kind of an intentional stance type thing you watch a creature moving about the world you attempt to predict and explain their behavior so you pause it and overlay on them some intentionally characterized sentence, like, oh, why is that fox doing that? Or why is that bowerbird doing what it's doing? Well, they want, they're driven to, they want, they're oriented toward, you know, it's, uh, they, we're just describing what these things are doing. So then you bring up the amoeba or whatever, who just splits in half, and since those things are so alien they're so distant from us, further than a fox. If an intentional stance psychologist was asked, all right, well, why did that amoeba split in half? Would they in any, would they ever have the urge, the tendency, to describe it as, oh, well, it has a drive to split. Or, and that, to me, just sounds odd on the face of it. And that, there's just the general question for intentional stance folks. How far can you stretch it? How alien and distinct of a critter from the theorist itself can the intentional stance work on? Well, I always thought it was just an, an attempt to do theory of mind stuff. You know, um... You know, the folk psychology, it's an extension of that or whatever. And that he was, I, I always thought it was, it was uh, oriented towards humans. But I mean, I don't, I mean. You would oh, we apply it to non-human animals often. Oh, like robots. And I'm robots. Sorry, I'm yeah. Not trying to, I'm not trying to sound stupid. And thermostats. Okay, so thermostat. Okay. Yeah. So you apply it everywhere. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. Funny we've gone this far. I was thinking my take, just do you mind if we 
because I, I we could talk for two hours, but I think we have to like wrap it up. Have we not even done your take? Not yet. Oh Jesus Christ! All right, well, edit it in or make it a little longer. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I thought I your really take was the question one. about why would anyone have a kid? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I definitely that's part of it. The my thinking was, and I this is my headspace. Um, I'm not quite sure what the impact. And people like to say, like, an individual can, you know, like, fucking Lord of the Rings, you know, like, even the smallest one can have a huge impact. And I, I don't know how much I, I mean, that's another short entirely, I suppose, but I don't know how much I really buy into that. Uh, you know, like, in terms of, like, on a regular basis, a, you know, an, a single individual could make a huge impact throughout the world. It seems like it's kind of a rare thing, um, you know, that trickles throughout the entire planet or whatever. Anyway. So my take, and I don't know if now if this is irresponsible or not, is have kids, don't have kids. I, don't, I mean, whatever. As far as your life is concerned, and I guess I'm probably biased by thinking about people who live in the uh, first world or whatever. You know, on the one hand, uh, if you don't end up having kids, then you'll have way more va vacations and you'll travel around perhaps more. If you're even in a relationship, the possibilities of you being a dink, dual income, no kids, you know, really, you know, ratchets it up. I know people who are like that and they have all these gadgets and toys and their, you know, their Instagrams look amazing, you know. And I don't know. I mean, there's a parent with driving with the kids and, you know, my wife, you know, it's like. We drive by all these goddamn hipsters just having a beer, you know, and a you know outside on the little picnic table outside the bar, and it's like we gotta go home and like wipe asses, you know, like it's you know have kids, don't have kids. It's like I now that I have kids, I can't, I I don't have any feeling about not wanting to have children. You know what I mean? I'm not like get them away from me or whatever. I don't have that. I'm totally super, like, the hormones, everything is just on with me. And I think for my wife and lots of parents, you just, you're in it. And you're like, yes, my children. And when they're happy, you're happy. And when they're sad, you're sad. It's all that kind of shit. <clears throat> so I'm in it now. And it's too late. And I am not can't go back, you know. But if you haven't had kids yet, then it's like, yeah, you know, think of the possibilities. <laughs> there are pros and cons on either side, I suppose. The cons for the other side being that the older people that I know, when they're facing the tough times, when they're everyone's getting sick, half the people or more that they know are dead, and they're you know the cycle is their things are starting to repeat themselves in life, and they're like, "Oh, here comes this again, you know things start to get kind of boring, you know, and they also seem to get a little scary because it's lonely and Maybe you're getting a little more senile. It's really nice to have kids then, apparently. Towards the end of life, having younger people there for you. When you have your second childhood. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. So I think that is the other end of it. At least for the first world, I don't know what it's like for places where the life expectancy is 45, you know. Um, but for those people who can reasonably perhaps expect to live to 80 or something like that. That's, 
that's when it starts to kind of come back around. So if you don't have that and you're just getting senile and you're just sort of being forgotten and the wife, the person you took all those great vacations with, you know, like that movie Up, they never had kids and the whole world moved on without them and, you know, the people are trying to buy his house and tear it down and build their skyscrapers or whatever it is. It's so sad, you know, but that's kind of like, that's kind of what awaits, you know. Some people may not feel that way. They may be like, yeah, screw it. I don't care. But I think some people will, I, I think. So, especially as we all start to live longer. So your take on this is, uh, there's Man. pros and cons to both. Do whatever you want. I mean, yeah. way to go out <laughs> on a limb. Yeah, no, and isn't that so sad? But I think that's the unpopular opinion. I have raised that point in, in many parties. And I have gotten some serious sneers, mainly from women, admittedly. <clears throat> the dudes are all like, oh, that's pretty cool. I get to watch football on Sundays or whatever. But because the, you're saying your experience is there's a social pressure to be pro-kid. And being neutral kid, you already get some pushback, let alone being anti-kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are I know I know a couple of people. Rebecca used to work with this guy who was anti-children, and like he was, uh, he's kind of on the fence if you're replacing yourselves, you know, not really sure if he likes it, you know. He was a real hit at parties, but um, yeah, I'm neutral about it, and I that's not as far as I know. Most people that I've had that conversation with are just they feel. They feel a cold breeze flow through the room when I'm like, meh. And uh, I think a lot of people are like, must have children, you know? So I know a few who are like, I don't want to have kids. Most people, though, I think they want the option at least. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a, it's just another one of those things that raises people's anxieties. Again, at least in the first world. How many movies are about like, you know, rom-coms or whatever, where it's like the mom's like, when are you going to have children? I don't think that's a mistake that, you know, is a random thing that happened in movies that just got passed on. I'm thinking that's sort of a, that's a real thing. Parents ask their children. I don't know why parents would. They're going to have to like be just as involved in the grandkids as the parents are, at least these days anyway. Another interesting <sighs> question is why places like America and anywhere else that has it would have that social enforcement mechanism to be pro-children. That's probably a pretty... That's a 500-book page... 500-page book question, I think. <laughs> probably. Uh, this was one of the longer shorts. 